Creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQALFM on the campus of Winona State University. This is uh, this is new to me. <clears throat> the Winona State University doing this show live. Oh, the yes. whole Culture Click thing. Culture I have to click. remember it's not. Mondays. It's, it's Thursday. I know. At it feels like a Monday now because yeah. we're both in here. Um, weird. Clear skies. Mm, call it 19 degrees. It's only going to get colder. Call it. What's it? What's the feels like temperature? I love those. Oh, I don't have that on my synopsis. Why do they do here. that? Feels like. Feels like cold, man. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's you know, it's like it's 10 degrees. Feels like eight. Like no, it's just cold. I don't. What's this feels like? It's they, they say that instead of the word wind chill, which well, is what just, it is. Just say the wind chill. Just say the wind chill, man. Yeah. You know. Oh, it's it's yeah. It's seventeen degrees, but it feels like eight. Well, that's isn't that relative? The uh, like depending the, on who you are. The National Weather you know? Service who um, lizards. It would it would feel much different to a lizard than like a bunny. You know, it sure would, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, this feels like no. Stop it, you guys. Don't do that anymore. So anyway, the, I just wanted to get that out of the way because it's culture click. The uh, the National Weather Service when they uh, produce their text forecast, it's mm-hmm. it's written very poorly, and they use words it's that typed. Yeah, it's no, it's <laughs> written in terms of right, its content. Right. Right. Correct. So like they use they use terms like wind chill values as low as minus ten. No one <laughs> isn't that redundant. No one talks that way. Right. So like when it's it, implied. So when I get when I get the forecast, I edit the bleep out of it. Like tonight, mostly clear, low of thirteen below, wind chill twenty six below. See, I would have added out. I would have edited out the thirteen below part. Well, no, but then when you do the thirteen below <laughs> and then you add cold. the wind chill, it makes it sound you know dun 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 dun. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, part of it's for drama because, you know, we like to panic oh, people totally with the weather. Drama. It's totally drama. This weekend, it's going to be minus 400. Yep. That's what I hear. Yeah. Two oh. degrees Kelvin, you know. I mean. <laughs> <but> <laughs> you can laugh out loud. Yeah, you're just trying to make me laugh. Okay. Yeah. We are. <laughs> Two degrees Kelvin, colder than a... interstellar space. Right. Yeah. Right. Well done. Yeah. You yeah. need to get closer to your microphone, Jen. What is it? I'm Two. on it. 2.73 or something like that is the average yeah, yeah. because of the call it that. yeah something like that yeah a bunch of decimals. it's just really cold out there <laughs> it's very cold yeah uh, relatively speaking i mean depending on who you are no right? actually yeah. kelvin is the absolute temperature scale right no more yeah. relative yeah zero would be like that means like no temperature right like yeah. non zero you can't measure which is what nothing, i don't understand about that's which is what i don't understand when there's when it's zero how come it's so cold Zero what? Zero yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Why is it so cold? Well, that's oh, why does it feel cold? Yeah, I mean, shouldn't it be neutral? There's no temperature. It's, no, no, that's, that's not no just temperature. the Fahrenheit yeah, scale. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Okay. That's it's, 32 degrees Fahrenheit degrees below freezing. Right. Right. Yeah. Celsius. So, well, Celsius. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sorry. Zero is freezing. It's weird. I didn't get a master's in science. I just got it like at leadership or something. Okay. So. That's why. Well, That's thanks okay. for tuning in. You're doing in. okay. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Culture yeah. Quick. Uh, uh, we'll be back week, next we'll week. We'll talk about time and clocks. I don't know. No, let's talk about let's, astronomy. Yes. She's Jennifer Anderson from the Geoscience Department here at the Winona State University. Are you um, 
professor? I am. I'm a professor. This is my 18th year here. Okay. You're not the chair insane. of the department? Oh, gosh, no. I'm not, not nearly that way. unlucky. Or lucky, I mean. <laughs> lucky. Our Depending chair on... is excellent. Right. That's what I heard. That's it's what I it's lucky, but it can feel unlucky. Yeah, so we no. can use that whole feel thing again. No. And she's been on with us before, you know, when we talk mm-hmm. about astronomy, uh, usually on, actually on... Uh, our Monday show. Our Monday show, I don't know. you know. But... But this is coming up this weekend. Right. So, so yeah. yeah. Do you want to... Sure, yeah. It's Talk to Jennifer. <laughs> talk and, about it, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, so you're going to be out at Winterfest. Winterfest is in Merrick Park, yep. uh, just upriver from Fountain City. Yep, yep over about there. 20 minutes from here. Um, it looks like they're going to have a lot of fun. You guys got, like, <laughs> hiking, snowshoeing, a bunch of, like, winter stuff, but then you're also going to have yeah. telescopes. I don't know. It must have been about so 10 years ago where they've been doing this Winterfest, and uh-huh. they just said, well, there's dark skies. I know an astronomer. Maybe she can bring some telescopes. Cool. And we've been out there nearly every year with them. So this is a regular event that the Merrick, the Friends of Merrick State Park Turtles, which is an acronym, and I don't know what it stands for, but okay. it is a true acronym apparently. But they're a great group of uh, Merrick State Park enthusiasts, and this is their winter festival. So cool. winter fest, it's um, they'll have snowshoeing and skiing. They have lighted trails so that you can, the sun is going to set a little after five and the event starts at five this Saturday. Um, and they're going to have a big bonfire. I think they'll have hot dogs and stuff and they'll have s'mores you can make. And then I'll have a couple telescopes set up. This is all happening at their nature center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, so I'll have a couple telescopes set up on one side and um oh they've got like a learn to curl thing I set saw up that. and i was like you mean that's... like is that sport curling yes where are they oh. doing that is that like on the water or like well, no ice, there's but... not water there so i think they so, i they think there's rink. there's like a there's like a i don't know like a divot or something okay that um, they've like flooded and, and they little... flooded or it's naturally flooded cool. and they've like swept it off and so people can try curling it's like they old have, school curling like they have, outdoors yeah. they have to paint the targets on the ice and everything i have no clue huh. i'm i'm the one over by the telescopes right, so. right. oh okay right. that's so, you yeah that's me <laughs> And I'm, I try and stay off the ice. I'm not as graceful as you first oh, assume. I hear that. So, um, but yeah, they have a lot of great events. And I've been out there a couple different years. Um, uh, and it will be chilly, um, but the skies <laughs> will be clear. Well, we're hoping. Yeah. They're getting clearer and clearer. The forecast, of course, uh, it was 100% cloudy yesterday. Today, it's about 90% cloudy in the afternoon around that time Uh but it depends what the clouds are like too like yesterday i was looking if they're really um you know if they're patchy we can see through them if they're very thin we can we can still see the moon and uh jupiter and mars are going to be really up and beautiful cool there's a full moon um that's rising about four o'clock or a day before full or whatever Mm -hmm. sunsets about 5 15 so um we'll be out there looking at whatever we can look for and um they've got a lot of fun events and it's a good time like we'll um my husband's going to bring our two boys they're 5 and 7 oh, they'll cool. get to are they well make behaved? s'mores and no of course not okay, just checking <laughs> I mean of course they are they're delightful <laughs> um they actually came out I w- I did an event at Merrick State Park in August okay um and they came out and I gave a little talk about different space missions that were going on and mm-hmm. what was up in the night sky and they really wanted to help 
actively. Okay. And so um, they have now, the, the Merrick State Park turtles are familiar with my two boys. Oh, okay. They're like, you're bringing your assistants again. And I said, yes. Oh, of course nice. I am. Yes, nice. of course. Yeah, hopefully in another few years they'll be trained and I'll be able to like sit by the bonfire and have them just set the telescopes yeah. up for me. Yeah, right? Totally. Perfect. That sounds like a good so deal. So Saturday, the forecast is partly sunny skies, high near 31, but that's like the daytime. That's the daytime. Yeah. So you got to scroll over to the nighttime. Yeah. Here's what you're going to notice, okay. which is going to bring us back to the groundhog. Uh, it is really cold out this morning, today, yeah, as right. people have noted. It yes. is some number of degrees with some number of degrees wind chill. And it's one of those days where our <laughs> high temperature is actually closer to those morning hours and it's going to fall throughout the day. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be clear skies tonight because yep. the atmosphere is too cold Whoa. to have clouds have water vapor condense out of it so oh. usually in the winter time it's a it's that's the best time to uh do some outside observing mm -hmm. because the skies are clear they're literally too cold for water droplets to form uh -huh. so you don't have clouds but what was the you said what's the high temp on saturday it's going to be 31 31 we're going to rise right up there to the mm. you know melting freezing point yeah. of water and uh, clouds are going to roll right in with those 30-degree temperatures. So um, we'll see. We're going to play it by ear. Here's the deal. It's a philosophical thing, right? Right. What happens if I think the weather forecast is right and I show up at Merrick State Park with a van that doesn't have telescopes in it? What do you think happens? You'd oh. have angry people. It's well, going to be clear. 100% clear. It'll, yeah. It, yeah. Clouds will just swoop away totally. as if there was no weather service will be totally wrong. Maybe so, you should go in without telescopes and have your husband show up a half hour later oh, with the telescopes. Genius, genius. You see what I did there? You know what? The universe. That, yeah. <laughs> That is not a terrible idea, I will not lie. Because honestly, I do feel like the universe and I are giving each other the side eye right now, and I'm kind of right. like, is it gonna be clear? And it's like, I don't she know, now it's 89%, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, what if, yeah, I could bring just the empty bags or something, and then uh, have the equipment show up later. So you mentioned the groundhog there a little bit. It's I a groundhog's did. day today. Yeah. Happy groundhog so day to you. I was trying to figure it out as you were talking there because you said, so it's too cold for clouds. So if the groundhog, how does it work? Like the groundhog well, sees a shadow. What sees happened shadow. this morning, right? Yeah. Did he see uh, a shadow? Or she could be a female groundhog. Right. You never they never know. specify. They never say yep. that. Poor, unlucky. Uh, it says rodent. six more weeks of winter. I'm trying to see if we. Let me oh, see. Oh, Phil saw his shadow. Yeah. Yes. So he saw his shadow. Punxsutawney so Phil. Winter. So it's okay, right? He saw his shadow because it's sunny. Because it's sunny. It's cold. Because it's too cold. <gasps> wow. And if he didn't see his shadow and it was cloudy, then it the would temperatures be would be in the 30s, and we'd say, "Oh, right. we're going to have spring early." Of course, I don't really think. The weather system on our planet listens to Punxsutawney well, Phil. I was just going to say, well, couldn't you just... I mean... Why do we need the groundhog? And, and, and Can't you just walk outside and say, well, it feels like warmer. <laughs> I know. What are you going to go with? Like, the National Weather Service or some poor groundhog that just got woken up for no right. reason whatsoever? So, I'm get, so in the olden days, people couldn't tell... They couldn't feel the temperature. They didn't have a feels-like prediction. Right. They so didn't in have the old days, show. they had to look and see if the groundhog felt it or could cast a shadow. Because you know, groundhogs don't feel temperature Technically, either. if the groundhog can cast a shadow, so can you. What? Whoa. <sighs> I know. I went there. Well, in olden days, people must not have had shadows, I guess. 
You're probably right. Probably. No, I'm going to guess that. <laughs> no, this is one of those great, you know, it's kind of like if you see sundogs, you know what sundogs yep. are? Yeah. And I the, love rain- those. the rainbows on either side of the sun, mm-hmm. well, that tells you that there's really cold air up in the upper layers of the atmosphere. Ooh. So if a cold front is coming in, you'll often see sundogs. And then you know the temperature is going to drop tomorrow. Wow. There's a ton of really cool, like, weather folklore that yeah. is real is like real. we have right. explanations for reasons. it now but huh. i think you know back to the very original point like well it just feels cold outside i think was it better to necessarily to not to not know that it was 17 degrees rather than eight degrees well i do think when you go outside if it's like 15 above zero you might as it's anywhere between that and 15 below i'm just cold right same here <laughs> and I, so i suppose like, it might help you like dress for the weather if you're not yeah. paying, if you're not looking out the window or don't step outside or anything and, right you know it might help you prepare but at the same time like i agree with you i think it's if it's cold it's just cold it's i'm dressed for the cold i don't although on monday this week i think the day started out below zero and when i left f- f- home from work it was like mm-hmm. four or five degrees and it felt Warm to me. Warmer. Like five right. degrees right. felt warm to me. Yeah. Which warm. is a which is like a such a Minnesota thing. Cold and warmth is just is. a relative it's just a perspective. Right. Yeah. So when what you about, go ahead. You can go. No, you go. I was, I was just gonna say, well, what about stars and stuff? No, and then that's what I was going to ask about. What? Yeah. Stars and ground. They don't, no, no, no. They don't care. They'll still be out no matter whether isn't. the groundhog has seen his shadow or not. Oh, really? I can assure you okay. the stars are still there. And when it's cloudy, good, are the good. stars still there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, the clouds are, the stars are still sleeping. there. They're sleeping. They're just... <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so what is unique about I mean you you explain the weather about you know it it ten, you, you can tend to be a little more clear in the winter time mm-hmm. because of the lack of clouds and the lack of moisture in the atmosphere but what else is unique about stargazing sky viewing this time of year versus say spring summer well you know um there's a lot of you know it, a lot of it has to do with the atmosphere and what the water vapor does you mm-hmm. know i was down at um uh, the Dark Sky Festival at Mystery Cave State Park in August, and they're going to run that Where again. Where was that? Mystery Cave Forestville State Park, which is about an hour in, from here. Okay. Um, Iowa, Wisconsin. It's in Minnesota. Okay. It's down by the Iowa border, sort of. I'm trying to think of... Uh, Fairmont? Uh, no, I can't. Fountain, the Fountain, the city, not Fountain City in Wisconsin, right. but there's a town called Fountain, Fountain or maybe Preston. It's sort of south of... Um, Whitewater State Park, so if okay. you go to I-90 okay. and head south. Gotcha. Cool. Um, but they'll they're they're doing that again in August, and um, as the sun set, it got cooler, and all of a sudden, you know, this beautiful um, mist rose out of the area that we were sitting in, which is lovely and looks great with the, you know, um, the lightning bugs and everything, and yet really messed up the viewing through the telescope. So most of, you know, it really is true, right? You want to try to have dark skies uh, and you want to have clear skies that don't have a lot of water vapor in them. So you can have nice clear skies in September when I'm opening the observatory on the roof of Manet Mm -hmm. and the seeing, what we call astronomical seeing, is really terrible because there's so much humidity in the air that everything sort of is wavy and it bleeds out the details that you want to see. Um, so it's kind of, so it was always, that's always the thing is like in the wintertime, that's the best time. 
um, okay. to to spend outside. And I think, you know, I don't know, maybe because it feels cold too, but things seem a little bit extra blue, a little bit extra crisp, crisp yeah. right? Yeah. A little bit extra yeah. bright. Um, and so uh, I also like wintertime skies because some of my favorite constellations are up. So Orion, mm-hmm. Taurus the Bull, um, the Pleiades, Gemini the Twins, and um, oh, what's the other? Capella is the Chariot. But they also make uh, there there are a number of bright stars. So there's Sirius, which is the brightest star in the northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. There's Rigel and Betelgeuse in Orion. There's Castor and Pollux in Gemini. There's I think it's Aldebaran in Taurus, and there's Auriga in Capella, or Capella in Auriga, I can't remember. But those stars actually make a giant uh, circle in the sky, which was an important constellation in the Lakota traditions. Okay. And nice. so I was able to learn a little bit about that, and so that's always fun to point cool, out. And, yeah. and we'll be doing some constellations um, at Winterfest as well. If we can see things, I'll have some laser pointers that point really far, and we'll be looking at constellations. And nice. The moon is full, so it'll be bright. Um, Jupiter and Mars are up, uh, whatever else I can think to find. Um, there's that green comet we might take a look for, although it's um, it's a full moon, so we're going to get a lot uh, of light, right? right? So yeah. again, the comet is a little faint, fuzzy thing, but I haven't tried to find it yet. Um, it, it might be drowned out, though, by the brightness of the it moon. It might be, but it's not. It's on. We'll try it. Yeah. We'll always try it cool. if we can see it. So um, we'll be looking at a bunch of different things. How worried were you about the recent asteroid striking the Earth? Oh, oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Not worried enough to not prep my classes. Yeah? Right? Yeah. I still prepped. Right. Right. Okay, good. I, I was you slept like, well? yeah. So, slept okay? I did, actually. Yeah, I did. I slept fine. Um, so it, it came within 2,200 miles yes. of the Earth's surface, and it was mostly southern? I think, yeah, I think the closest, yeah, southern part of, southern tip of North of South America um, is where it was. Um, I think it was about, um, I don't know, 15 to 20 feet in diameter or something like that, a couple meters. So if it had hit our atmosphere, it is small enough that it would have been completely burned up. It would have been a lovely... Would have it ricocheted or burned up? No, it would have burned up. Okay. Um, um, You can, it could have ricocheted, but it has to come in at a really low angle. So that's pretty, that would be pretty rare. Um, But yeah, it would have burned up in our atmosphere, probably left, uh, would have been a really big fireball, like the Chelyabinsk fireball Mm -hmm. in 2013 over Russia, Um, would have scattered some meteorites all over the place. But um, you got to be about, I don't know, they say 20 meters or so in diameter. So it's about 60 feet before we think the atmosphere won't just take care of most of that for us. Okay. Um, But yeah, it was within the orbit of global satellites. It was one of the closest approaches of near-Earth objects we've ever recorded. I think I saw somewhere that it was the fourth closest object that we knew of when it it passed by. Do you remember when they discovered it? I don't. Because it went past on January 26th. Oh. Uh, They discovered it on January 21st. Oh, wow. Five days ahead of time. Wow. Right? That's so good. that would have so, been cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> Five days notice. No, wow. you know. Is that quite common? Do we oh, not know until they're like yes. almost here? Because this thing is very small, so it doesn't reflect a whole okay, lot of light. Sure. So we don't see it. Right. Um, so we don't see it until it gets uh, near to us. So, yeah, often we're finding these. In fact, I looked up just to um, have some fun. Let's see. On January 26th, there's a NASA all-sky all camera system. There's 17 cameras set out around North America that scans the skies over the U.S. for fireballs, the big bright things. It's run by NASA's Meteoroid Environment Office. And on January 20th. How do you get a job there? I know. Isn't that cool? 
Uh, on January 26th, they saw six fireballs identified that evening. And then this would have been a seventh object that we knew that we flew past. But we saw six that we didn't know were even, even coming, know coming. And they were brighter than Venus in the night sky, which is how they define what a fireball is. Wow. Um, and then I went so- to try and find more because you can get... February 1st, yesterday, there was only one that was observed. And then January 31st, there were 13. So it's a random kind of number. We're constantly getting hit by stuff. It just is small. Did you say it needs to be the, like 20 meters to be to like reach the ground? Basically? Yeah, I think the idea is somewhere between like let's call it 15 to 20 meters. So like something that hit would the be devastating would be like way bigger than that then? Or uh, well, uh, well, you have to define devastating. Right. It's okay, a matter sure. of scale. So right, right. meteor crater in Arizona, which is just under. Um, um, I think it's just under a mile in diameter, maybe three quarters of a mile in diameter. That uh-huh. was probably the size of a football field. Okay. So 100 yards, okay. which is about 30 meters. That would have been regionally devastating for, that's in Ari- right. northern Arizona, so that would have been regionally devastating for the western part mm-hmm. of, of the, you know, the southwestern yeah, part so. of our country. So was it this past spring NASA sent the uh, rogue satellite to oh, yeah, blow up a... DART m- mission. A meteor? Uh, no, so it's an asteroid. An it, asteroid. It hit an asteroid. To knock moon, it off course. But the moon of the asteroid, to right. knock it off its course, it worked swimmingly well. The double asteroid but the, but redirection. But the size of that test. thing makes these little fireballs. <sighs> Let's see, how big was that thing? I'm yeah. trying to remember. Um, yeah, it, you're probably right. It's probably on. That's significantly a, bigger, right? Than what we're seeing. Than what we're. When we, when we just randomly th- see things, things that yeah. are meters in size, yeah. I would say I can't remember, and I don't have my notes in front of me. For so Didymos is the moon, I think, uh-huh. and uh, or no, Didymos was the asteroid, and then its moon is Dimorphos, and I think they were on the order of tens of meters, maybe maybe thirty meters or forty meters okay. for the moon, and we did, we knocked it off its course. It's still in orbit around the asteroid, which is important. You don't want to. That's why we impacted an a moon around an asteroid rather than the asteroid itself. Because what you don't want to do is go, we hit an asteroid and it's on a different trajectory now, and then find out that that trajectory is right at the Earth, for oh. example. So the nice thing with hitting the moon is the that little moonlet around that asteroid is going to stay with that asteroid. So we know we're not changing enough of it. Ah. We're not going to hit it enough that it will like mm-hmm. become... Uh, you know, it will leave its orbit around that asteroid. So it's kind of like that asteroid is sort of hanging on to it for us. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a hugely successful mission. So exciting. Cool. It says here uh, that it had a diana- diameter of 170 meters. Oh so my that's, gosh. That's, is that Didymos? It's, okay, so it says Didymos I Dimorphos. is a minor planet moon of the near-Earth asteroid Didymos. Oh, so maybe, so maybe that Which is 170 meters. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, so that's that would have been that would have been um 170 meters. That's almost what? A football uh, one and a half football fields? Yeah, it's roughly, right? So four, that would have 400 feetish. Yeah. So that would have um that would have not been great wow. had it hit uh somewhere um you know, that that's a size that we are seriously concerned about. Right. So, yeah, Ooh. so we're constantly there's people out there looking for this we're planetary protection. Yeah? Yeah. The Planetary Protection League? I'm not kidding. It's like NASA's Office of Planetary Defense. Really? Yeah. Cool. Planetary Protection and Defense. I know. I kind of want that business card, right? Oh, yeah. I'm 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 a planetary defender. Stand aside. (laughs) Stand aside. 
I need oh, my wait. Cheetos. I'm a planetary defender. How long's the wait? 45 minutes. <laughs> what if I told you I'm a planetary defender? There, there yeah, you go. What if I told you there's something headed for us right now? Right. We don't have 45 minutes. <laughs> Let me in. Mr. Westerman, we have a table right over here. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm curious. I want to circle back. You were talking about uh, the clarity of the night sky yeah. and winter versus summer and stuff. Why do the stars twinkle? Because it seems oh, to me that they twinkle that. more in the winter than they do in the summer. Why is that? How interesting. And I, they seem to t- they appear to change colors, but yeah, that's yeah, like a so, trick, right? So one of the tricks, uh, what, yeah, if you look at a star, it will twinkle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of, you know, it kind of sparkles, and you're right. I've seen it, and it kind of changes They're color like, and yeah. things like that. Um, so the issue is stars that you're looking at are so far away that they're basically like a pinprick uh-huh. size. And so as that that very tiny beam of photons is headed straight toward your eyes, uh-huh. any interaction that it has with any atmospheric particle like dust or a little bit of water vapor or right. something like that, ice. or even just bending, yeah, little ice crystals, it's going to kind of move around right. and so your eyes see it as kind of bouncing around because that light is just ever so slightly deflected on its way to you if you look at a planet so like um right now if you go out after sunset jupiter is the brightest thing in i think it's in the southwestern sky um, mars is nearly straight south um so above the horizon in the south so if you go out there and you look at them, they'll stay steady. Steady. They don't oh, twinkle wow. because they're actually like a disk of light. It's like uh, okay. more photons. And so while the photons on the very edges are doing that twinkly thing, you just Most get bombarded right. with because they're so much closer to it's, us. So right. they're not a point object. Oh, wow. I always feel cool. like the stars twinkle more in the wintertime, too. But I think that's because yeah. I'm used to the idea of like twinkling lights and twinkling. Yeah. Because really, they should twinkle more in the summer, I would think, because there's more I would more think stuff. so, too, more in the atmosphere, right? Yeah, more water vapor and things. But I don't know. I don't know. It is, it, you know, it just it's makes you think of like cold and ice and... Right. Which is why you got to come to... Winterfest, and then you can have hot chocolate and hot cider. Exactly. And make s'mores over a big exactly. giant bonfire. Yeah, because it, it may be cold out, but with hot chocolate and s'mores, it feels like mm-hmm. warm. Well, and we are all Minnesotans and can wear appropriate clothing. Yes. yes. So if I may say it is going to be cold out, now is not the time to wear your ankle shoes. And... Oh, come on. You're a college professor. You know I know. That. I see I see college students <laughs> not with, like, shorts on. Yeah, that shorts. day we got all the snow, I walked in, and I was in the SLC, and I saw three people, and they all had, like, tennis shoes on with, like, ankle socks. Yeah. Like, I could see the skin of their ankles yeah. between their pants and their yeah. shoes. I was like, how did you even get to campus? <laughs> because, like, there's three inches of snow everywhere. All about the layering, it's, kids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I will yeah. be out there with 17 layers on. Right. Probably one of those big hats with the rabbit fur on the inside. Nice. I've yes. got one of those. I just got one of those. Excellent. Oh, they're fabulous. You should wear it in. Yeah. Little babushka hat looking thing. Wear it into work. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else should we cover before you leave? Oh, I don't know. Are you going to try any of the snowshoeing or stuff like that or curling? Um, or? I like I like snowshoeing. She wasn't gonna, oh, you are going to snowshoe. I, um, I don't know that I'm going to. You know, it, if it's clear and we can see stuff, I'll be busy. Then you'll be busy. Yeah, yeah people yeah. come by, they stop. It, it's a very busy time. I've cool. got three or four students who will be coming out with me okay. to help. Um, and then we got to worry about making sure we get in to warm up every so often so that mm-hmm. we don't just 
freeze our little toes off. That's usually the hardest part to keep warm, I think, is your toes. And this, this is all going down Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday, Saturday. February 4th. 5 to 8 or 8 so? 8 p.m. Okay. And do you need might you, so this a Might you park. stay late? Um, We'll see how I'm feeling. I okay. might be frozen solid by then. Because uh-huh. the sun goes down 5.15, 5.30. Yep. The moon will be up. We'll be able to see Jupiter and, the Mar- and Mars okay. after sunset. Right. So I'm not worried. We're going to be able to see stuff the entire time cool. if we're out. Um, the You do need a park sticker or uh, yes. a day pass to get in through the gate and mm-hmm. then you but the event beyond that is free okay and so put cool. everybody in a car and come on over yeah or exactly. park a block away and sneak in i'm joking um, it's I'm joking. more than a block it's yes. a long sneak in the winter yes. time joking. It would be a long sneak. <laughs> i don't endorse that i'm just having fun <laughs> exactly feels like yeah feels like really, feels <laughs> yeah, like it'll, it's really gonna cold. feel like it's awesome out Exactly. Especially if it keeps clearing up. Exactly. We'll do our exactly. best. It'll be Jennifer Anderson, Winona State University Geoscience Department. Thanks for stopping by and being on Culture Click. It's very rare live edition. Did we do of live. Yeah. 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 Well, there's it's a lot. Fun. You know, you guys have a lot of culture, so I'm glad we're doing yeah. something live. Mostly in a container yeah. in the Most. refrigerator that <laughs> <laughs> says Faye or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it says do not eat. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> exactly. No, it's my. No, it's my yogurt. I do. Oh, eat it. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that yeah, you can. Yeah. So awesome, thanks cool. for having me. Yeah, thank you. Hang on, I messed up. Oh, yeah, well, we, oh, you we, messed we, up. No, no, no I didn't find the 1804B or something like that. Hang on, oh, we have to like be played out. I can't believe the little rodent saw his shadow. You know, maybe we can hear that, can't you? Maybe it was in if he was here. Yes, see, maybe it wouldn't, so maybe they'll have... I uh, need to be rude and just ask you to stop talking for one second, okay? Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click.